This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. So first up this hour, preacher Wanji Wan Hussein's nine-month jail sentence for sedition is being upheld. So just to take your um, memories back to 2018, on April 9, 2018, Wanji Wan Hussein was sentenced to nine months in jail by, uh, by the Sessions Court after being found guilty of publishing, of putting up a post on Facebook in 2012 that purportedly in the Sultan of Slango. So he was charged under Section 41C of the Sedition Act. Um, and after a prosecution cross appeal, um, they basically um, they basically decided to take it uh, to the Court of Appeal. And now the Court of Appeal has upheld that sentence as well. Yeah, and uh, what's important to note is that um, he's begun serving his uh, jail sentence. Now, this has uh, created uh, a lot of um, uh, outrage, I think, along not just among his supporters and people who have known him as a kind of progressive Muslim preacher, but those who remember that uh, those uh, who now lead the government were, in fact, opposed to the Sedition Act in general and, and also supportive of uh, Ustaz Wanji. So the question, of course, is um, in, when we listen to some of the reports, there are people within government who are expressing their support for him and empathy, but saying, well, there was a legal process and this is just the uh, natural outcome of that and they have no power to change the outcome. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting point at which we are seeing uh, a number of these kinds of, I suppose, what some people might call, call dissonant behaviours because um, you're right that... Uh, Perhaps with a different government, the very people now talking about upholding sentences might have been the ones to come out and say, well, this shouldn't stand. Um, but yeah, there, there is, I think, uh, there's an interesting conversation there to be had. Yeah, but it, again, remember, this was uh, for a post that was made in 2012 under very different yes. administration. Uh, and that the sentence, uh, at least the first sentence, uh, was in 2018, before the breakthrough uh, general election of that year. So a lot has change and we've had many governments and the question is what legal means uh, yes. is there at the disposal of this current government uh, to in fact redress what some people think is a wrong so that's what we'll be unpacking after this we'll be joined by N. Surendran who is an advisor with Lawyers for Liberty but we'd like to hear from you as well um, we are talking about the um, the upholding of the sentence against Wanji Wan Hussein who um, has uh, basically uh, his his imprisonment has started a nine month sentence. What are your thoughts on this? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM eighty nine point nine. The business station. It's 5.12. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. We're talking about preacher Wanji Wan Hussein, whose nine-month jail sentence for sedition is being upheld. Um, so we are going to talk about the uh, legalities involved in that. Send your thoughts through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line, N. Surendran, advisor to Lawyers for Liberty, Surendran, good to have you with us. 
Hi, good afternoon. So, uh, Wanji has been ordered to begin his nine-month uh, jail sentence. And this was, of course, after being found guilty uh, of sedition for insulting the Sultan of Slango in a 2012 Facebook post. Could you walk us through the process that led to this? Uh, well, I, I, I think the, the initial charge happened quite some time back, 11 years ago in 2012. And in fact, at that point of time, I was representing him at the Sessions Court, but later on, uh, 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 he had other counsel who were acting for him. Um, they, they, would, they would have charged him under Section 4 of the Sedition Act for uttering words that have a seditious tendency. And a seditious tendency meaning something that can excite uh, disaffection against uh, ruler or uh, government or the government. In this case, obviously, it was uh, against the ruler. So that's what uh, appeared on the charge sheet. And uh, he, well, from the Sessions Court, it would have gone up to the uh, High Court and uh, a matter that originates in the Sessions Court. The last Court of Appeal is, um, is, is the Court of Appeal. And uh, that's why uh, poor Wanji ended up in uh, Kajang Prison uh, a couple of days ago when he lost his final appeal uh, with a nine-month sentence on his head. Now, the bench found that Wanji's post was inappropriate and that in matters of religious advice, he should not, as they said, belittle others. Now, while we can't repeat what Wanji wrote, can you help us understand uh, or give us a sense of why the court found the post to be seditious? You see, the, the problem is this. I mean, in a way, the court's hands would have been tied also because of the way the Sedition Act of 1948 is crafted. The, the the meaning of the of words that have a seditious tendency is something that even judges have difficulty at arriving at. What more than any ordinary Malaysian on the street uh, who wants to say something and he can never be sure whether it actually has a seditious tendency or not because um, uh, no one can really say what a tendency means. Anything that you or I or anyone else on the street says could or could not, in the opinion of the authorities, be seditious. What is this tendency? What kind of an offence is a tendency? No one knows. And this is why the the Sedition Act has been so heavily criticised by right groups and civil society organisations and many political parties when they were in opposition. Uh, they may forget that when they take power, but when they were in opposition, many opposition political parties also criticised it precisely because we do not know what it is that we can or cannot say under this very repressive law. The judge also said that freedom of speech doesn't give someone the absolute right to speak at will and that there should be limits that need to be maintained. So how should we navigate the question of freedom of speech and what's being perceived as insulting or offensive to certain people? Is it possible for lines to be drawn up when it comes to this? It's not possible, not under this Act, because this is, a, this is precisely the point, you see, or the, or the difficulty here. The, what I think a lot of people uh, maybe miss is that it's not about the, the, the words that are being uttered that, that can maybe create hatred against a ruler or the government or anything like that. It is the entire process that we have under the Sedition Act. It is unjust, it is unfair, and it, it puts everyone in a quandary whether they can say something or not. For example, you don't even have to prove intention under the Sedition Act. You don't have to intend the crime you are accused of for you to be convicted and punished. Now, intention is the cornerstone of our, of, of our criminal justice system. In fact, any person on the street will understand that, hey, look, you've got to intend to commit the crime that you're accused of. 
But under the Citizens Act, you don't have to intend it at all. It's in the act itself. And 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 um, uh, and it is couched in such a way that, as you said, how do you navigate yourself through the ticket of or, or through the line between freedom of speech and uttering something seditious? There is no guide. No one can tell you. I mean, we can't seriously expect every Malaysian who wants to comment on something of public interest to go and study the last 30 years of uh, sedition cases that have been pronounced by the court and then study the act and then make a thorough legal analysis and then utter a word. That makes no sense at all. And yet, government leaders and the authorities seem to expect uh, everyone to understand what is this seditious tendency to to study everything and and then utter words after having um, um, uh, um, realized what the boundaries of of, of the sedition act is or is not. The, the the truth of the matter is no one really knows what is the boundaries of the sedition act, and that is why that act has to go. Surinjan, is there any way in which judges uh, in presiding over this case could have taken a more liberal view or a more generous view of taking the view that uh, that this was not in fact seditious? They could have. They could have because the, the uh, interpretation as to whether any particular words um, uttered in the charge sheet, for example, whatever that one G may have uh, uttered, are they seditious or not? Is a decision for the court. The judges make that decision, and of course, the the the, uh, the prosecutors have already made that decision. That's why they charged one G. But it's up to the judges to decide: Does this amount? Does this cross the border between freedom of speech and sedition? So it could have gone either way, depending upon the views of the judges who are sitting um, in that particular court. Which is what makes it so. Uh, vague and ambiguous and frightening for everyone because you never know what you may you, you may say you may think that you're saying something that is a fair criticism or something on public interest or whatever but you don't know what the judges are going to say 10 years down the line in the court of appeal and poof the next moment you're sitting in Kajang prison so this is why this law has got to go I just want to follow up on that is it true and is it fair that in the court of public opinion the government of the day the, the current administration takes the rap for this particular, uh, you know, situation? Oh, oh, certainly. Certainly, because who else takes the rap? It has to be the government of the day. And particularly so in this case when the government of the day has also um, uh, uh, decided to cling to the Sedition Act and have already said that they're not going to repeal it. They may... They may amend it, I think they said, but they're not going to repeal it, and they are, they are, and they are going to implement it, and they have, have been implementing it. But even if they have not said that, it is the responsibility of the government when someone is charged under a law that is unjust. Now, when it happened, when Wanji was convicted, or even before, the right thing for the government to have done is to come out and say that, look, we are concerned with this. We are going to do what we can to undo the situation. We are going to repeal this law. We are going to uh, form a committee and, and, and um, do whatever that can be done to make sure that this law becomes fairer. Anything. They could have taken those any position like that. But they have chosen not to, which means they seem to be um, uh, uh, okay with the decision. You know, They seem to be okay with the decision, and there is no indication... No sense from them that anything is going to be different after this. In other words, 
we, the Malaysian public, are, continue, are going to continue to be at the mercy of the Sedition Act 1948. This, this law that, that, that once upon a time a colonial power wreaked upon our nation and which is now being used by, by successive governments of independent Malaysia. It, it boggles the mind that now in 2023 we are still discussing this, this repressive and antiquated legislation. It should have gone long ago. So actually you referred to the, um, well, rather the government sort of agreeing to review and limit the scope of the sedition law, uh, but then uh, that it will still apply to those who insult royalty. And of course, Lawyers for Liberty has come out for the law to be uh, repealed altogether. And you did criticize the government's decision to backpedal on the repealing. Could you help us understand why you're in favor of uh, repealing it altogether rather than this limited version of it? The limited version will never work because the law itself, the way the law is constructed, it is unjust, unfair, it is against the basic principles of human rights. For example, the intention uh, element is, is not there at all. And for example, the, the very concept of a seditious tendency is too wide to find acceptance in any civilized uh, uh, criminal law system. It's just too wide. You can't repair this thing. It's, 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 it's a wreck. You can't repair it. It is something that a colonial master came up with in order to keep the subject population uh, under control. That's why you can't tinker with it. You can't repair it. And that's why we say the whole thing has got to go out hook, line and sinker. Look, there's a, there's a bit of a confusion. People tend to mix up the subject matter of the offence. In this case, for example, um, creating disaffection against the ruler with the process that you have under the law itself. The subject matter is another thing. There may be other laws that may deal with, uh, you know, create the things, insulting things about rulers and all that. But the fact remains that this law has got a process that is so unfair that it is that it is open to 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 manipulation it is open to cre- uh, causing grave injustice to people to pe- to anyone who falls victim to the law and and we know that because of its very wide uh, terms it has been abused before it's always the opposition that ends up in the dock myself twice under the sedition act and this will continue this will continue unless we you, you know, it's like giving giving the prosecution a blank check, you know, this kind of law. They can do whatever they want with it. They can write whatever they want in your charge sheet and say, hey, that's delicious. Surinder, I do want to ask you, though, if you can put on your sort of political hat for uh, for a second and um, kind of consider why the government of the day might take the position it, it has. You say it's unworkable, but would it be um, fair to say that uh, Lawyers for Liberty takes a maximalist position on the repeal issue? That, in fact, it, in order to reassure all stakeholders, and in this uh, case, it, the, the royals are an important stakeholder, that this compromise is, in fact, the most acceptable route to contain the excesses that uh, previous governments have shown? Um, no. Uh, well, we, we take the position that any law that can potentially cause or is cause, that can cause injustice to a person who is charged under it is a law that, that either has to be amended or repealed. And that's, that's, the, that's the whole problem with the Sedition Act. I mean, looking at the larger political context for the government, you know, if, if they remove this law, how do they deal with uh, the case of uh, um, uh, root words against uh, the rulers, for example? That's another question. That is something that the government has to deal with in another way or have a, a fairer law to deal with that. But bottom line is this particular law, you know, this particular law, will cause injustice to individuals. And we can never accept that. 
if a law is so unfair that it is bound to inflict injustice and create unfairness in the system and send innocent people to jail, then that law has to go. And that's why we take that position that this act has gone. And it's not just act. Uh, it's not just us. This has been said for for decades, not just in this country, but in many other countries. In many other countries, they've got rid of the sedition law. The mother country or the old colonial mother country that imposed this law on us has already got rid of it long ago in their country. And, you know, the sun has set on the British Empire, but not on the Sedition Act. <laughs> it, it still lives. You know, so so that's that's the position I'm coming from. No, not one single Malaysian must ever be subjected to an unjust law and go to jail, even though he's innocent. Never mind the bigger political context. That's how we see it. Sir Indian, uh, Lawyers for Liberty has called for the government to advise uh, Slango's monarch to pardon Wanji. What is the course of action here? Well, it, the, the Constitution allows them to do it. Article 42 allows them to uh, give them the authority to advise the uh, constitutional state ruler uh, on uh, on uh, pardoning uh, uh, anyone who's been uh, found guilty of a crime. Uh, Anwar was pardoned, for example. So um, uh, uh, we think the, be- the right thing to do in this case is for um, the uh, chief minister, the attorney general, they all sit in the pardons, in the pardons board. Uh, you know, they, they, they should advise, uh, they should tender that advice so that Wanji can walk out of uh, uh, prison and, and instead of, um, you know, being in there convicted of an unjust law, under an unjust law uh, for the next uh, nine months. Surendran, so thanks for speaking with us today. Right. Thank you very much. That was N. Surendran, advisor to Lawyers for Liberty, speaking to us speaking to us about um, 1G's, uh, the upholding of his sentence. Let us know what do you make of this. You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.